that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with Pat Rooney. Not the Pat Rooney we talked to uh, last week. This Pat Rooney is an attorney and he's got a family business and he deals in wills and successions. And he's going to tell us why you should go to them and get it done right. Don't do a will on the internet because in the state of Louisiana, it ain't going to hold up. So, Pat Rooney, coming up on this podcast right after this. Getting older and feeling your age? Low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds? Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again. Or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Okay, so we're talking to Pat Rooney. Now, last weekend, I talked to a guy named Pat Rooney who I have in my phone book is Patrick Rooney because he's a retired police officer and an entrepreneur and all the rest of that stuff. This is Pat Rooney, who I've known for a long time, goes to my church. He's a lawyer, and uh, just so he's an all-around different Pat Rooney. So, hey, Pat, how you been, man? How's it going? I'm doing really well, Spud. Thank you for asking. You know, um, while we're doing this, the hurricane might be coming, might not be coming, so we'll see yeah. how we're doing on Sunday. Well, I'd actually, I'd actually, folks, I, I sent a text to the wrong Pat Rooney, and um, and it, this one write me back and went, oh, well, I got, I got all kinds of cool stuff to say. And then when you brought up the part about like having, having a will and powers of attorney and such with your paperwork to when you evacuate, I went, oh, I ain't never talked about that. So that's what we're going to talk about. It, there is a hurricane. It's about a ninety percent chance it's going to hit us. Um, the last time I saw it was going to be late Sunday night, and literally just before I called you, I saw a thing said two o'clock Sunday afternoon. So who knows? Category two, category one, west of Morgan City, I don't know. But the fact is, we live in hurricane land, and so this is something you should add to your get-out-of-dodge paperwork. So here we go. Uh, absolutely. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's so start, we... Well, let's start with power of attorney. What the hell is a power of attorney? Well, basically, the power of attorney is uh, giving the authority, uh, such as me, I'm giving the authority to a person to operate business affairs of mine. I could give it to a spouse or if I was um, 
much older, I might give it the power of attorney to a child to operate simple business of going to the bank, cashing checks, um, talking to the cable company, which seems to be one of the tougher ones to, <laughs> to have to deal with, believe it or not. Um, but it, it, it gives, basically, they are operating business affairs of you. And so you give them power of attorney. And that's that's not, well, there's more than one kind of power of attorney, isn't there? I mean, and that, that's correct. All right, well, let's, I know there's like at least two, if not three. What, what are they? Okay. You have the general power of attorney. And that was when I was explaining. That's the most common. One that's uh, really uh, becoming common now in our firm is a medical power of attorney. It's a limited medical power of attorney with the HIPAA laws. The doctors need to have authority to talk to a family member or a family member has to transfer documents out of state because some person has uh, gotten into an accident or mm -hmm. cannot actually sign any documents to transfer the files. And then you have these the special specific power of attorney that's done um, when you're selling real estate. That's usually the most common specific power of attorney. It's usually only good for about 30 days. The other power of attorneys are good until you revoke them. Or die. Or pass away. Correct. Yeah, because they're not, yeah, I know that. I knew that they were, they, they, ex, they, that's not a will. It's a power of attorney and it, they all stop uh, if somebody passes. Um, that's correct. What? And um, with one one other thing on that is that um, you know this is not to be confused with the living wills or directives, which are similar uh, documents. But we'll get into that, and I'm sure just yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna go into that. What's the difference then? So we got power of attorney. I guess I'm trying to work up the steps. By the way, if y'all ain't figured out, sure. Pat Rooney's a really good attorney. Uh, his family has a law firm, Southern Legal Clinics. There's a whole bunch of them. You know, his brother lives across the street from me. So uh, that's the biggest house on the street, too. Zach Streif used to live in that house. You know? That's what I heard, yeah. Our yeah. firm is uh, three brothers and two nieces. It's all around. I was wondering who those two girls were. Who's, 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 yeah. uh, whose kids are they? Those are my brother Steven's kids. Oh, He's okay. the one that started the firm. Okay. Yes. So oh. after you have the, uh, the power of attorneys, uh, when a, if you pass away, that's when a will comes into effect. Um, if you're in a hospital, that's when the living will or directive comes into effect. If you're on your deathbed or if you've had surgery and it goes wrong, a living will or directive is given the authority of a doctor to notify the family that they're going to take the uh, machines off, that you don't want to be um, living on I guess machines. A living will and is basically power of attorney that you give yourself while you're unable to respond. So you're not giving anybody else the authority. You're dictating before the situation exactly what you want to happen to based on whatever situation has arisen. That's correct. Okay. And it doesn't give the power just to one doctor. Two doctors have to confer and agree that there's no chance of survival. Okay. And then all you, I mean, like, like I'm an organ donor. It's on my driver's license. So the two doctors decide, and then, uh, and this ain't like Monty Python, you know, bring out your dead and nothing like that. I mean, they got they got high standards that they got to actually make. And then once they once they do that, then they can go the organ donor route and the whole shebang. But if you do, That's right. can can a family member override a power of attorney or if I mean uh, a living will or if you set that in place, then but nobody's got anything to say about anything. That's it. 
It's so your decision. They can't call you up and go, Pat, get over here. We got a power of attorney, and we got we got the the living will, and we want to we want to we want to refute it. We want to uh, muddy up the waters, and and your response yeah. would be, Nope, can't do it unless you can. You know, a family member could go to court and say that the power of attorney is is not valid because they did not know what they were doing or signing. Uh, same thing. They could say the same thing about a living will. You have to be cognizant. So when I when I do prepare these documents and have them sign it, it's witnessed by two witnesses, and we ask certain questions so they the witnesses and myself understand that this person knows what they're doing, that they're freely and openly telling us they want to give this someone a power of attorney or that they don't want to be um, left uh, on machines the rest of their lives. They don't re- want to be revived, basically. When does somebody come to you with something like that, like a living will? I mean, I, I, um, what's under what circumstances? No, I mean, like I'm 62, I got diabetes, I'm not gonna make a living will, you know. Right. What I find is the people that come to make wills, it's part of what we talk to them about. They should have it in their estate planning packet, similar to what you're saying when you when you leave town on hurricanes, you have a, uh, I guess, a case of documents. It's some documents that we offer to them. Um, I find that the living wills or directives, the younger people are the ones that say, hey, that's what I want. I find that some of the older um, clients, they're becoming more skeptical of the medical community. They feel that they they may uh, just say they don't want them around anymore. So these doctors might say something. I try to tell them that's not true. Uh, the you know doctors they take an oath and uh, you know I, I don't know any doctor that would even consider anything of that nature, but I find that the the, the general age uh, is usually in the forties to fifties. Um, people should have a will immediately when they have children. The reason is you need to find out who the um, who would be the guardian in the event both parents are deceased. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you. Uh, you know, if you have, uh, if, if I had, uh, my, my parents are deceased, but my parents were living and my wife's parents were living, and then something happened to us and our children were minors, they would both want the children. That could cause a problem. We don't want that stress. In reality, we would probably want um, my uh, wife's sister, you know, to have the guardianship or my brother to have the guardianship. Mm-hmm. So we can make those rules for guardianship. Well, we- and that's really why you want to make a will also when you're younger. Well, we, we, I mean, we never put anything like that in a will. We did speak to, I mean, I'm from Gonzales, so I'm from way up the road. My, my wife's family is all from around here. So we actually spoke to her brother, who only had one kid, about if something were to happen to us, would he would he take the three in? And uh, right. he hemmed and hawed, but his wife elbowed him, and, and they said yes. But that, you know, my youngest is now 19, so there's no right. no need for that any, any stuff anymore. Uh, but... So you find it, yeah. So when people when people do that, so that's something they need to put in their will. They need to dictate who's going to get what, and you should make a will when you got children. I've got three. My youngest is nineteen. I still don't really and truly have a quote unquote will, you know, because I, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. My my son's going to get all my cool junk. My my daughters are going to probably get all my wife's jewelry, and they're just going to take everything else and sell it and split the money three ways, you know. But what happens if you don't have a will? What happens if somebody who who can step in and muddy up the waters? So in Louisiana, one thing I can say 
Louisiana law is their succession laws are very good. Uh, as you know, we follow different laws from the rest yeah. of the country. We follow Napoleonic Code. And the Napoleonic Code is pretty specific on who would receive the property in the event you don't have a will. Um, in Louisiana, we have forced heirship. What that means is your children have to receive a portion if they're under a certain age, which is under 24, or they have to receive a certain portion if they're mentally or physically handicapped. Um, if, uh, if you pass away, your spouse receives what's called usufruct, use of the fruits. Um, in other words, if you have a house, children become half owner, the other half she, uh, your spouse owns because you're married, but she would have usufruct of the entire estate. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you don't have a will, it's actually not the end all, unless you wanted everything to go to a spouse. And we see that a lot on second marriages. You know, um, mm -hmm. you have children from first marriage, you have children from second marriage, things that get a little nasty. And the second marriage, maybe you've acquired all the assets, you want that spouse to receive everything so you can bypass the children if they're above the age and if they're not mentally or physically handicapped. All right. Um, so, you know, there's there's definitely a uh, guideline which we follow in the event there isn't a will. Um, but we'll, let me just tell you one thing about wills, and I've been seeing more and more because everybody goes on the internet. Everybody has a form. On yeah, how to do yeah, a will. I know. I, I was going to bring that up uh, in the next segment about that kind of stuff. But go ahead and say it, and then we're going to take a break. Okay, real quick. Those are usually junk. We can throw them in the trash can. I've, I've had so many people in the just in the last two months. I've had to tell two people that unfortunately the will that they made, and they bypassed uh, some children. It's invalid because of the fact it didn't um, have the correct terminology in there. It's called an attestation clause, which is very specific language. It has to be in the will, and it wasn't in the will. And simple things like that. So you're getting a will from a national company usually that doesn't understand Louisiana law, and that could be a big problem. So, so. that Zoom lawyer legal thing, whatever, Zoo legal, uh, yeah. So, that might that drives work. me crazy. Yeah, it might work in <laughs> Iowa, but it ain't working down here. All right, Pat Rooney's my guest here on the Spudcast. We're talking legal wills, and and I'm normally I would upload this on Sunday night, but there's a storm coming, and when we come back here, we're gonna talk about what kind of paperwork you need to bring with you when you get out of Dodge in case of a storm. Spudcast podcast, talking out my ass right after this. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the Home Team Advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team Advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, 
French vanilla or king cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. And we're back on the Spudcast talking about my ask with Pat Rooney, attorney at law, part of uh, Southern Legal Clinics. Is that the name of it? Yes, it is. Southern Legal Clinics. And y'all got offices, and there's, it's a big family affair, and and y'all handle all kinds of stuff, but you're you're like the Wilson guy. And we're talking about this, and I'm going to upload early because there is a storm coming. Ida, Ida thought we'd uh, avoid one this year, but it don't look like we're going to. So Ida's coming, and, and I'm talking about this because it's not only wills and things like that, but also what other kind of paperwork you should bring with you when you get out of Dodge. But let's go back to the wills real quick. Uh, you, you brought up some things right at the very end there before we took a break about how important it is and, and buying, getting these wills and such online don't, don't work necessarily. Well, don't work because Louisiana follows the Napoleonic Code and nobody who put these things together, you know, follows the Napoleonic Code. Why don't you guys put a will together on your website that people can do and, you know, I mean, at least I have some some form of something between now and Sunday and go, I leave everything to my wife, Napoleonic Code, sign their name at the bottom and grin. Well, the main reason is that, you know, one, one uh, size does not fit all. Everybody has their individual needs. And when I speak to a client, it's important I ask certain questions. I can usually uh, ask the right questions so we can come to the correct result of how to, how to word will it could be for guardianship it could just be reasons for they don't trust the child until the child is maybe 25 which would go into a trust which mm-hmm. that's a whole different uh subject in itself but um so you really need to have a consultation we you know we wouldn't put them online just because it's it's not going to be it could be what they want but in the end i find when i talk to people i and i do wills it doesn't seem like any one will is the same. So having a consultation is important. And everybody thinks it's real expensive for a will. Our firm, it's $150 for a will. And uh, That's you know, if you're a senior, oh, yeah, and if you're senior over 65, we charge $100 for a will. Because these wills you know, are important. Uh, my brother Steve started this firm. We are very reasonable fees uh, for our, our, legal, um, our legal services. And uh, we just think we're out there to help the community. That's what we were brought up. You know, big, big Irish Catholic family. That's what we are. Okay, let me ask and, you this uh, then while you're doing that. Okay. Um, okay, I, I, I have a, I come to you, I get a will. What do I do yes. with it? Do you keep a copy? Is it filed someplace? Or do I have this, this, this letter that I send to myself that I autograph on the back and then it says to be opened in the event of my death? I mean, how, you know. I mean, how, sure. where do you, what do you do with it? How do I, how do some people even know I have a will? Okay, that's a very good question. Okay. All my so, questions are good, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> uh, so there is a registry where you can put the wills, uh, but it's not necessary. You only need to file a will upon someone's death. And that's a succession. I might talk about it at the end of this uh, segment. Yeah. But the, uh, the wills, what we do is we make two original wills. We hold on to one in our files, and we give one to the client. We suggest that you make a copy 
and you give it to a family member that way they know an event something happened to all of them. Mm-hmm. We advise them not to put it into a safe deposit box because it makes it more costly. If that person passes away, yeah, yeah. I can't get in the safe deposit box. It takes a court order. Yeah, I know. And there's, I'll, I'll, I'll relate a quick story. When my parents, my parents died the same night. And we went, I knew that they had a bunch of stuff in a safety deposit box. So we went to a judge in Gonzales, where they were from, and we went through all the legal paperwork and everything else before we even went to the bank. Then we go to the bank and come to find out they had had my brother sign on as a signatory so he already could sign to get into the box. So we went through all the hoops that we didn't even need to. So, it's yeah, it is important to tell somebody else, you know, you can't just go digging around in there until I pass. But when I pass, here's what you need to do. And and let's just say something drastic happened to where the person who made the will, um, that will was destroyed somehow in a flood. Mm-hmm. And then our, our firm, it was wiped out. But there's a copy to the executor who lives in Ohio. Well, you could prove that that's still a true will if you can state to the courts and have everybody agree that they did not change the will before they passed away. Mm-hmm. So, so it's important to have someone else know other than the, the party uh, who's making the will. Just, you know, you don't have to, you have to show the person what's in the will, but someone should know about it. Well, I mean, there's no uh, digital we, place. You can't just upload it to Wills R Us and, you know, just give somebody the code. And if I die, punch in this code at Wills R Us and it'll download. And there it is. Right. Well, you could. And there's a registry for that. But that's and that could be one reason why people do put in a registry. But the problem is, is that uh, people change their wills and mm-hmm. they forget to, to put in the registry. Now you got the old one in that registry and you haven't taken it out. It's, it's, it could become a mess. It's. You know, I haven't had in 31 years of practice. I haven't had that problem. Um, so, you know, Which knock on wood, anything can happen. Anything but can I happen. I find it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier just to hold on to the original. And uh, that way, if you make another one, you'll have the original and you can destroy it, the old one. Well, let's, so. let's, you see that in, the, in TV, in the movies all the time, that somebody had a will and then they changed the will and they didn't tell anybody that they changed the will. And then all of a sudden somebody shows up with, some, you know, notarized piece of paper that you can't read the the stamp of the notary or the signature on there, all of a sudden claiming they've given everything to, to you know, somebody who gave them a ride home one evening. So uh, that's that's why that's why if all the other wills, let's say they did a will with you, then went back to you and changed the will with you, and then something else came up and said, oh, I got a legitimate will that was notarized. I mean, how... That's going to go to court, I would assume. I would assume the, the... Well, yeah, you have to check and make sure it's a valid will. It has to not only be notarized, it has to be witnessed. And nowadays, the notaries have to print their names and then notary numbers off. You're an attorney, you're a Louisiana bar roll number. Uh, the, the witnesses are, are printed. So you can you can quickly determine if it was uh, done correctly, if, if the uh, notaries are a real notary or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it's happened. Um you know, our firm, we handle close to 150, 200 successions in a year. And uh, with these wills, uh, maybe maybe one or two are challenged. Uh, and if there's usually a flaw, there's a flaw, you know, that we find. Uh, if there isn't, well, there isn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rarely is it that gray area that I see. And that's why you go to somebody and, like um, you, because there ain't no gray area. So, I mean, there's no, no well, you second know, guessing. Right. And, you know, there's two types of wills. Um, and that's, and I was 
you know, the notarial will or the statutory will, that's what it's signed, witnessed, dated, and notarized. And it's typed up by an attorney or a notary, and it's done. But the other will, and it's these you find, where did you say you, you were born? Whatever. I'm from, I was born in Baton Rouge in Lady Lake, and I grew up in Gonzales. Yeah, well, in our Terrebonne Lafouche area, we find uh, what are called oligraphic wills a lot. These are handwritten wills, which are valid. If a person makes a will on a piece of paper in their own handwriting, not typed, it's going to be their own handwriting, it's dated, and it's signed by that person, it's a valid will in Louisiana, as long as it doesn't say something that you can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, as, long as, it, as long as you don't have a four-year-old and you're leaving the four-year-old out. But the wills are valid that way. We don't suggest it, but, you know. It doesn't it need a, a witness? It doesn't need a witness if it's in your own handwriting. Mm-hmm. It's signed and dated by you. It's not, it can't be typed up. And it's a valid will. Doesn't need witnesses. Doesn't need a notary seal. What is? What do you now, usually? What do you usually find in that? I leave everything to my wife. Yeah, uh, real yeah. simple. I leave everything to my wife. I leave everything to my children or my child. Um, I I want, like you know, they they won't have the correct language. They'll say, you know, I want my oldest son Bobby to handle all the affairs of my estate. That's basically becoming an executor. Mm-hmm. You see. Um, but I, I, one time in, um, where was it, in Dulac, I had a client, and they brought in a will on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> so I, had, I had to make sure that it wasn't done while he was drunk in the bar, I guess. But uh, the, uh, it, it was a valid will. The judge had a good time with it. says, yep, it, it, it proved. It was signed, dated, and in his own handwriting. And uh, I have a picture of that in my office. <laughs> so I was like, that's yeah. a nice uh, that's a nice." Uh, Right there, I'm so. running out of time. Let me get to two things. You want to talk about successions, yes. and I also want to know yes. what paperwork should be in your get-out-of-dodge box, no if, answer, buts, you should bring with you every time you evacuate. So let's do successions real fast. All right. So when a person passes away with or without a will, a lot of times people think, well, the will says I get the house. Or um, without a will, you know, I'm the only heir. I should get the house. Well, you need a judgment or a judge's signature on a judgment to transfer that house or to get the bank to give you the funds in that account or mm-hmm. to uh, go out and maybe a retirement plan or something like that that doesn't have a beneficiary. So you need to do a succession. It's very important. And the problem is that I see all the time, people wait a long time. And if you wait too long, and what's too long? You know, uh, you don't want to come in the, the week or the month. I mean, you need to grieve. But after the grieving's over, you need either to help somebody to get the succession going because big problem that's coming down the track. It's like a locomotive. They're going to change these inheritance tax laws. And um, when they lower the bar, you know, if you live in Metairie, your house was worth 200 It might be worth four or 500 now. And anything over, it's looking like, they want to go back to the old law. If anything over 625000 of the estate, it's going to be taxable. Mm-hmm. And you could be taxed up to almost uh, 50% goes to the government. And you know what, too? You, don't like to hear. you need to do the succession, too, because I remember this after Katrina, that there were a lot of people in uh, um, in the New Orleans and various things, the lower ninth, the upper ninth, some uptown houses, too, that family members just handed the keys over to family members when they died and they didn't physically have the succession and people were having trouble getting like FEMA money and such because they couldn't prove that they physically legally owned the house. So that's exactly my next point would have been hurricane season. We get real busy in May 
mm-hmm. and all the way through hurricane season, people start realizing it. They start to check their insurance papers, which is part of your get out of Dodge uh, kit. But because, yeah, if FEMA writes a check, they write it to a deceased person. They don't know who this person is, mm-hmm. or they can't even make a claim because they have to. They're not the owners of the property, and they think they are. A lot of times they paid the taxes for 20 years. I've had one 30 years deceased. Uh, but, yeah, definitely hurricane season. People lose contact with family members. Well, everybody remembers Katrina. People lost contact with family members all over the country. Yeah. You know? um, family member passes away in between. They have to do two successions, sometimes three. And you lose wills. You lose documents that you need. So there's many reasons why you want to – and, again – we don't charge a lot for these successions. Normally, you get them done within two to three weeks. You mm-hmm. get it done, and you get it done at a reasonable price. All right, and last thing, what do you need to bring with you? Okay. I, mean, I, I you know. definitely need insurance papers, right? Yeah. I always need insurance papers, need birth certificates, social security cards. If you have a will or poverty, definitely bring that. Um, if you have any documents on real estate transfers, normally you can find that online now, so that's the nice thing. Most of these things are going online, but, um, you know, you definitely want to have contact numbers of how to reach everybody. Don't just bring the papers. Uh, When you go through a a traumatic situation, a lot of times you scramble to find the right phone numbers to call certain people on the insurance companies, as far as insurance companies or Mm -hmm. um, things you do. I'm telling you, having just a list or put it on your phone, your notes, you know, A, B, C, D, just list them. Well, we have a box. We have a plastic box, and that's and we just called it the Get Out of Dodge box. And I just went through it and threw away some, you know, paperwork that was like ten years old, old old insurance paperwork and such, and threw it all away. But yeah, you know what? Oh, where's my birth certificate? It's in the Get Out of Dodge box. It's you know the the passports are in the Get Out of Dodge box. Everything, and so we just grab one box and you know grab the animals, grab a box, and try to beat the levee breaking. So there you go. That's Pat- right. Pat Rooney, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks a bunch for taking the time. Pat Rooney of Southern Legal Clinics, and uh, you need a will. If you got some stuff and you got kids, you need a will. End of story. All right? Absolutely. Thanks a bunch, Pat. Wrap it up, Spudcast, right after this. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing. And it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Pat Rooney, attorney at law. Wills and successions. That's why you're not supposed to go to the internet. Because we do not live in Iowa. We have the Napoleonic Code. And a will is cheap. So there you go. Thanks for joining me. Next up, we're going to talk to uh, Anna Zarilla uh, from the SPCA about all kinds of animal stuff and things like that. But in the meantime, there's a hurricane brewing. So I'm going to take a break on Sunday night, and I'll be back on Monday night with Anna Zarilla. But in the meantime, thanks for joining me here. You can find this on Red Circle and Spotify and Google, Public Radio, Amazon, Stitcher, on Twitter, it's Spud Got That. And on my Facebook page, it's Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big TZ. And as soon as I can figure it out, I'm going to be on this new app called the Speakeasy. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, hunker down for the storm or get the hell out of Dodge. And uh, we'll talk to Anna Zarella on Monday. Till then, watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan. <laughs> <laughs>